Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Not much, Mike. Just enjoying some preseason basketball, yeah, talking you, are, some basketball, loving some basketball, I suppose. Are you catching the uh, the fever, in uh, the Philly fever out there, watching Joel Embiid play in his first preseason game? Um, let me tell you what, they're, they're a fun team, regardless of if they win a lot. Uh, they are going to be entertaining. Um, they are currently just smoke showing the Brooklyn Nets and, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be really, really bad. They're going to be terrible. You would know terrible teams. I, I would know, I, I will see a lot of one certain terrible team this year, but I, I, I the NBA beginning it's too close for me to be uh, super depressed about the Chicago Bulls and their terrible management. Uh, instead, I'm going to enjoy this um, 22 points, seven rebounds, three assists line from Joel Embiid in 15 minutes. I am I am frightened of, of Joel Embiid. He is one scary human being. Uh, we, we're going to talk about preseason um, pretty soon, but first we're going to top off our um, – who do you draft series? And uh, we did the top eight. Uh, we ran through the consensus top eight. And if you want to go back and listen to those, uh, please do. You're, I assume most serious leagues or even just casual leagues, you'll be drafting sometime between today and whatever you're listening to this and um, the weekend before the NBA starts going into Monday. Uh, some, some groups, uh, some drafts actually draft on Tuesday the day of the first games. Do you do you have any qualms against leagues that draft after the NBA starts? No, I mean I feel like even like up to the weekend, like it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, I feel like drafting anytime is fun, so just have fun, do it. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. It's if you can only get your buddies together five days after the season starts, so what? I actually uh, I saw a Reddit post not too long ago. Basically, uh, some group of guys are going out to Vegas the weekend after the NBA starts to do their draft, which is a pretty cool uh, thing to be able to get your friends to, together about. And he was trying to impose a media blackout for all NBA games. And uh, the advice was just like, that's never That's going to be completely impossible. Like, it's an incredibly noble idea, but like everyone's going to cheat. I would. I cheat my ass off. Well, and to like, I don't know how that's possible in today's day and age. Like, you can't pick up your cell phone at all. Like, how how would that work? Like, yeah. how am I supposed to go on Twitter? Like, your cell phone is connected to the internet, which is connected to you know everything. So you're gonna see something. I mean, it's impossible to like. Sometimes I'll be out or whatever, and I'll like tape something that I really want to see, and like, okay, like maybe like a few hours later you can catch it without like getting it spoiled for you. But any more than that, it's like impossible. You always find out what happened, what the score was. Yeah. The the only thing I do, I, I impose a ban on all social media, uh, self-imposed anytime I don't catch game of Thrones on Sunday night. If I have to watch it Monday, I uh, tell people at work, if you are going to talk about game of Thrones, you announce it ahead of time. So I can leave the area and then you could talk about Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm very serious about my, my Game of Thrones spoilers. 
I'm going to start spoiling every Game of Thrones for you. Just I will. I will find you and, and stab you to death. <laughs> Please do. Just just like um, those little children did to the High Septum. You need to get that reference, Tyler. You're a game, big Game of Thrones guy. I am not a big Game of Thrones guy, unfortunately. No, it was not the High Septum. It was uh, the old Maester guy. Anyway, don't worry about it. I I'll start a Game of Thrones podcast uh, some other time. But um, like I said, we're going to top off our Who Do You Draft with a um, a listener request. Um, we said we were going to do an end of the draft, um, Who Do I Draft? But uh, a, list, a couple of listeners chimed in and said, hey, can you do LeBron James? And I know LeBron James actually in a, in a lot of leagues goes in that top eight, which the only way I can see you taking LeBron in the top eight is at number eight if you think Kawhi's injury is going to be somewhat serious this year. And um, we've, we've been talking about Kawhi's injury, especially in the Kawhi episode. And uh, we're not, we're not terribly worried about it. I think it's something to put a, put your flags up about. Right. And if I'm uh, if I get a pick my draft pick, maybe I'm not taking eight, I'm taking seven, but um, I don't think I'm just going to take LeBron over Kawhi. Well then my friend, you are not owning LeBron. Probably he is eighth, fifth, and fourth on Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS. So he is a man going about town. Yeah, I think you can tell which uh, one of those rankings are uh, legit and which ones are people who do not know their way around uh, fancy basketball. But every year there's uh, even more and more new players in fancy basketball. And they're going to have to learn somehow, and a lot of people do it for fun. So it's uh, it's quite all right if people draft LeBron in the top eight. I just think um, you're probably making a mistake. Well, and I mean, we talk about this a lot, right? It's supposed to be fun. If LeBron's your favorite player and you really want to take LeBron first overall, I mean, is that really killing your draft? I mean, think about it. If LeBron's, really your, fa- if LeBron's your favorite player, you're under the age of 19 or you are um, probably not someone I would enjoy talking to. What if you're from Cleveland and you and LeBron grew up together and you're exactly the same age as he is? Like I said, if you're from Cleveland, I would probably not enjoy talking to you. That's right, Cleveland. Shots fired. Uh, that's how it rolls in Chicago. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that kills your draft, though. Like, I don't think it's – there. it's not like picking Gary Harris with the number one overall pick. No, no. Let, let me take this back. You know, I'm a I'm an avid – and um, LeBron hater in real life um, for many reasons. And um, actually, some of them were documented. I actually can't re- overcame my uh, LeBron hate uh, during his championship over the Warriors. I still hate LeBron. But uh, now I can, uh, I can watch him with the respect he deserves. He is you know, one of the best players of all time. Certainly not the best player of all time by quite a bit of a margin. But... LeBron in fantasy, on the other hand, uh, people don't understand why he's not. Oh, well, he's the best player in the league. He's the best player. He, he averages twenty five eight and eight every single year. Why isn't he the number one player? And, and there's a couple reasons. He's, he he does turn the ball over a lot. His free throws are super suspect. Even though I, I think they will kind of go back up this season, but overall in totals in the last uh, three seasons, he has finished ninth, sixth, and eighth respectively. So. Uh, he is not a, a a number one player. In fact, he's not been a top five player in totals uh, in the last three years. Yeah, but I mean, if you get the eighth player at number one, I mean, is that really the worst, worst thing? Like, it's not. It's just not. 
Oh no, it's 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 not the worst. Uh, it's just there is a better way to play. But if you're picking, and I think we're going to take him in a, we're going to do a ten man head to head fake draft here, and I think we're going to take him tenth. I'm going to throw a little shade at LeBron. Um, I, a lot of people are on Nikola Jokic, and um, I think a lot of people are going to be taking Jokic number nine, which means LeBron, who's actually if you play with like people who are really into fantasy. Uh, they're not super into LeBron, so you 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 could probably get LeBron at the ten spot. I think LeBron is is definitely viable there. I think LeBron's viable at nine, and I mean maybe even eight now. If like you said, you're hating on Kawhi Leonard, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think LeBron's somewhere in that range. That's where he should go. I I will take I will take him at I would take him at nine actually in a head to head league in a roto league. Not so much, but in a in a head to head league, LeBron's a, a very good pick. Like I said, twenty five, eight and eight, just every year with a great field goal percentage. And so that's what we're starting out with. And we're gonna go back to back picks right at the turn, the ten and eleven picks. Some people love picking on the turn, some people hate picking at the turn. Tyler, do you do you like picking at the turn? I kind of like it. Um, I like it. As opposed to picking like right in the middle, I think it's it's nice to kind of be able to plan things. Obviously, you get quote unquote sniped a little bit more, right? You see guys dropping, and you're like, "Ooh, I'd love to have this person there," and then he goes because there's so many picks between uh, your picks. But I like it in the sense that I think I can plan a little bit better. I can build that queue up a little heftier and really take some time to think about what I want to do with my draft. Whereas my picks are coming kind of like every five picks, six picks, five picks, six picks. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, I feel like it goes a little faster on you and you can't really prepare yourself that much. Yeah. And the, and the, the only issue is that you, you do often have to reach down. Uh, if you want a very specific player, if you're looking for somebody, you might have to reach down, you know, a whole round or two, even if you think the player is going to, um, is going to get snagged, uh, before your your next picks, depending on how big your league is, uh, that's the only issue. But I, I, I agree with you. I kind of like the fact that you go boom, boom. You get two pretty good players at wherever you're at. And right here with LeBron James, uh, who I consider a second tier player, you are going to have your pick of really any other second tier player other than uh, we're going to say Jokic is off the board. Um, let's. But if Jokic wasn't off the board, wouldn't he? He'd be kind of an interesting guy to to, to pick with him. A center who gets assists with a forward who gets assists. That, that could be interesting. Yeah, um, I think too that well. I mean, we're gonna get right into it. Obviously, that we're probably gonna be punting free throws. It's gonna be hard to make up for LeBron's volume at that percentage, um, just because there's not that many guys who shoot more free throws than LeBron, and it's seventy percent probably. So, I mean, it's gonna be a big hole to dig out of. So you're probably putting yourself in that position already. Um, so I mean. Jokic would be a good pairing, but I just don't think he's going to be available. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree with you here that uh, LeBron is um, probably one of the bigger punt candidates for free throws. And we talked about this in the Kawhi episode. Um, let's talk about it again. You know, really the uh, the top eight, we kind of ignored the pretty standard punting strategy of taking a DeAndre Jordan or Andre Drummond and with your third and fourth round picks and just stacking up the bigs and, and, and blowing your free throws away simply because I don't think you have to do that with anyone other than LeBron and uh, possibly Giannis. Even with Giannis, I don't think you have to. You don't have to do any of that. But um, 
I th- other than those two guys, I think you can survive uh, an Anthony Davis shooting seventy eight percent from from the line. Oh, definitely. And everybody else has pretty good percentages. Uh, uh, it's, it always baffles me to see people who are taking Steph Curry one. Uh, he doesn't shoot at a high volume, but still one of the, the best free throw shooters out there and being like, I'm going to pump free throws. It's like, um, okay, I don't know why, but uh, feel free. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that first round pick, though, I mean, like all those guys are so good that you're going to have to differentiate yourself somewhere anyways, right? If you're going to punt, you're going to punt. And so you might punt a category that you, the player you pick in the first round is good at just because there's a lot better players available in other spots. Um, for example, I mean, Steph Curry's not good at blocks, but if your next two picks are Chris Stapps and Miles Turner, you're probably caring about blocks, right? So it doesn't seem like from that first pick, and that's why we always kind of talk about that first pick isn't really what you should pump from because those pers- first picks are usually pretty good at everything. Yeah, definitely. That's why they're up there. So with LeBron, uh, we're going to pick at number 11 in the second round. We get our choice of DeMarcus Cousins and uh, John Wall. And I think either one of those picks would be fantastic. Uh, I could get behind either one. So which one do you want? I think that's a tough choice. Um, we have talked over and over that there are kind of a, a nice crop of guards. And since this is a 10-man league... Those guards usually show up in the 30 range, and we have two picks at 30 and 31. And since I kind of know that there's a decent crop of guards down um, below, I think I'm going to want to go with Cousins because Cousins is such a unique beast of a man who who's going to score like absurd amount of points, hit three-pointers from the center position, going to give you double-digit rebounds, and going to give you oversteal and a block a game, which um, really uh, syncs up well with LeBron, who's going to give you 25, 8, and 8. You're going to get, you know, 25, uh, 11, and and 4 from DeMarcus Cousins, probably something around there. And you combine those two stat lines together, and you're already just uh, dominating in points. You're great at rebounds, and your assists are still totally fine. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. You just you got a beast of a team there. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. LBJ and Demarcus Cousins, and that way we really don't even have to worry about some of our bigs in the uh, for a couple rounds. And certainly in the with the next picks, so we we're gonna venture down to the third round for picks thirty and thirty one, and let's uh, let's pull up our handy average draft position. And uh, see some of our old favorites down here in the third round, uh, around 30. Uh, we obviously always talk about the same group of guys, but that's because we like we like this group of we like this group of players. And, and you could see someone like Bradley Beal down there, and I think uh, I would probably venture away from Bradley Beal because I'd I'd want to get my assist because LeBron is so good at assists. I want a, a good assist guy, and I want a good rebound guy. I think that helps a lot. Is there anyone down here in the 30 range? You know, we're Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton. We could reach down for Devin Booker, um, Drogic. Anyone in this range that you would probably want to go for? I know your boy Ricky Rubio is is hovering down there in the 50s, but he might, you might not get him at 50 and 51. You might have to reach down for even Ricky Rubio here. Yeah, no, and I mean, if it's between Bledsoe and Rubio, I think I'd rather have Rubio anyway, so <laughs> um, I'm not super worried about that. Um, 
this is all kind of that same group of players we talk about a lot. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take the lead here because you know who I want. I, I think you know. I, who I, want. I do know who you want, and I think there's a, a couple. There's probably a, a billion ways to go here, but picking at the turn here with 30 and 31 really allows you to look at the next two rounds and go, "All right, who do I want?" Because I'm not gonna pick. I'm not gonna pick until 50 after this, and I get two. I get two back to back right here. So you can look all the way. You know, even though Ricky Rubio might you might risk it and say, maybe he'll be around at 50. I, I would not, I would not risk Rubio being around at 50. And so you say, I have good scoring. I need a, a point guard. Ricky Rubio is going to give me great steals, which I'm already pretty good at it. He's going to give me great assists, which will uh, boost my LeBron, uh, LeBron eight assist a game. And he, he fits. I think he, uh, Ricky Rubio, I know we always go with Ricky Rubio, but uh, the only thing I'm, uh, I guess, a little uh, suspect on is Ricky Rubio's uh, field goal percentage, but I'm not, I'm not really terribly worried about that either. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, it's not going to be a great field goal percentage, but at the same time, there's not going to be a huge volume of shots, so you can easily make up for that. So uh, we have to take a guard here, and I think we both are obviously just huge Ricky Rubio fans. We could take Eric Bledsoe certainly. Um, I don't think I'm going to go for a um, like a Clay Thompson or a Devin Booker or Bradley Beal type wing player. Even uh, one of our favorites, Chris Middleton here, because LeBron kind of um, supersedes all of them. And uh, certainly, if you wanted to hit a lot more threes, uh, then maybe you would look at one of those guys. But I think you can get threes a little bit later in the draft. I'm I'm not worried about my threes. Yeah, no, not at all. With the other pick here, the thirty-first pick, and which would be the beginning of the fourth round, are you? Do you want to go a big? I guess we could if we really wanted to do uh, Chris Middleton, we could. But I, I, like I said, I'm I'm a little against that. Or do you want to go on a um, a punt free throw strategy and take someone like Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan? I, I think that's completely viable here. I probably do want one of those two in the strategy because we're already punting. Okay, and if you go over to hashtag basketball, right, and you can flip these rankings on yourself. So now you say, okay, punt, free throw. Okay, turn that on. And we're looking at all, we're looking at total values here. Uh, That bumps up both. DeAndre Jordan is then the 11th best player in your league. And Andre Drummond is 17th. Wow. So, I mean, that's a significant boost for both those players, right? Yeah, and I think so, you, you will definitely get one of them at this spot. So here's my question. Which would you rather have? So are you a little suspicious that Andre Drummond has been hitting his uh, free throws during the preseason? Don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> not at all. Not even going to entertain the, the idea. No. Not, not a little bit. No. So you're really – asking do you want someone who is a little bit better so like the the difference between these two guys is really one of them is a little bit better at steals and the other one's a little bit better at blocks that's 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 really it i guess deandre jordan does have an incredibly high field goal percentage as well but that's your major difference here with if you look at who we've taken and i guess we could you know maybe back up a little bit and say 
well, why didn't we just take Gobert with our second pick? And that's just because, well, why take Gobert when you could get DeAndre Jordan and Whiteside later in the draft? And you can get a a monster of a center who hits three-pointers like DeMarcus Cousins. That's the reason I wouldn't take Gobert, even though Gobert is uh, definitely a better player than than both Andre and uh, Dion and DeAndre. Yeah, and this is where I think people make the mistake, right? Like I, I said that DeAndre Jordan is ranked 11th, right? Well, DeMarcus Cousins is ranked 10th in these punt free throw rankings. So he's the better player, even punting free throws. But I think people make the mistake of passing up on a player that is not coming back around for drafting one of these guys super early, like at pick 15 or 20, they'll go for Andre Drummond or DeAndre Jordan. It's like, but you could have had someone so much better and had them with your next pick. Yeah. Why, why waste that pick when at least one of those guys is going to fall to that, th- to the third round, fourth round pick, uh, at, especially at 30, 31 in a league like this. Uh, I'm actually, since we have taken Ricky Rubio, DeMarcus Cousins is good at steals, and obviously LeBron is is, is solid at steals as well. Since we um, since we already have a pretty good, I guess, group of steals players. They're not, none of them are great, but they're pretty good. And LeBron's obviously a great got a great field goal percentage. Uh, percentage. I'm going to go with DeAndre Jordan simply because he's going to give us a little bit more blocks and he's going to get us uh, field goal percentages. Do you, do you want to go Drummond or, or, or is DeAndre Jordan your pick? Um, in a vacuum, I think I'd rather have Drummond just because um, I think the rebounding is relatively the same, right? And the assists are relatively the same. Uh, Drummond's going to give you a little more points, which is still third round, so points are important. Um, you mentioned the steals and the blocks, how that's going to – reside but i also think drummond's getting hated on a little bit because he had a bad year but i mean every year for the last three years right we've picked drummond over jordan and now all of a sudden that's flipped like i I just i think drummond's the younger guy drummond's the better guy and i think i'd rather have him and if he accidentally starts hitting his free throws and i've said this for for a handful of years just shoot underhand under drummond you're gonna make your money you're, you're gonna make your money back in endorsements alone by shooting underhand people you'll be on uh, a uh, fruit loop fruit fruit loops commercial of, of, of tossing underhand fruit loops into a bowl like <laughs> the, the the possibilities are endless just just shoot underhand and get yourself paid you know that makes absolutely no sense for you to be shooting 35 percent fruit loops underhanded why is someone shooting fruit loops listen I am. It was not a marketing major, but it's better than half the commercials out there. So I mean, I would watch that commercial. So I, I don't think you can go wrong here. I, I take either one. Um, we're gonna take since I got to take the last one, even though we both liked Rubio anyway. We're, we'll go with Drummond. I think Jordan here is also perfectly good. He's gonna help you with the blocks. And so we got LeBron, Cousins, Rubio, and Drummond. That's a that's a very um, beefy team. I, I really like that. We uh, really don't have – our points have kind of suffered sim- simply because we went with Rubio and Drummond back-to-back. Our three-pointers are not that great. And our blocks are, 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 are a little suspect as well. But we're going to be dominating people in rebounds. We're going to have great assists and steals, and we're going to have great field goal. So to me, 
I think we need to go back and get some more points and more three pointers with our next round pick. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at. That's our uh, the things that we need to boost. So a lot of people look, oh, I want to punt free throws. Who's the next guy who gets bad free throws? And that's definitely not the way you want to look at it. The way you want to look at this is goes, all right, I'm ignoring free throws. I don't care who my next guy is when it comes to I'm not going to look at his free throws when I'm judging him. What am I good at and what am I mediocre at? And should I get better at what I'm good at or should I get better at what I'm mediocre at? And that's how I approach. I think that's how we both approach our drafts. Yeah, 100%. So our our next picks in the fifth and sixth round are going to be at 50 and 51. So a ton of people just went off the board. And um, we're going to have to just deal with whatever we get here. And we're looking at some of our old favorites, our Dennis Schroeders, our LaMarcus Aldridge's, uh, our Vujovic's, and our D'Angelo Russell's. Drew Holiday is a, is a little bit more interesting now that uh, Rubio is going to be out for at least a month or so. Victor Oladipo is still available in, in some leagues at this point. Alfred Payton, if we wanted to like say, hey, forget points, which I, I don't think we should, simply because we have LeBron and DeMarcus Cousins, I don't think we should forget points at all. So I'm leaning towards someone who's going to score a lot, and um, this is often when we look at D'Angelo Russell or um, Dennis Schroeder. That's, that's usually who we end up looking at in this position is there anyone else maybe an even an andrew wiggins perhaps that that we could maybe think about here well that's a good question what do you think wiggins is going to score this year um with the new minnesota talent pool um i actually think schroeder scores more than wiggins this year is that great wow put it put it on the board um that is uh that's a bit of a hot take, I think. Um, well, I mean, let's think about it, okay? We've got Towns and Butler, right? If you watch the games, right, I've been really into their games, and they haven't played that many because they did the China thing, China trip. I mean, it wasn't a thing or anything. Uh, it was a bit of a thing. So <laughs> they did that, and they played the Warriors twice, which anytime you play the Warriors, it's not the best gauge of what your team's going to look like because the Warriors are crazy good, and – crazy hard to guard and just cause a lot of problems. So, I mean, I'm not trying to put too much stock into this preseason, but I think Butler's going to handle the ball a lot. I think Teague is probably still going to score like 13 to 15 points a game. I think Towns is definitely going to be in the 20s. I think Butler's going to be in the 20s. So, I mean, how many can Wiggins score at that point? Like, I think Wiggins will approach 20. And I'm with you. Isn't Schroeder going to approach 22 with other stats? Yep. I, um, I'm i not going to disagree with you. And the other stats that he gets are are, are so much more value, valuable than what Wiggins is going to do. Because we've said it before. We've said it a million times. Wiggins definitely scores a great uh, place to get late points in any draft. But we're not that late. We're in, we're in the 50s here. We're not, we're not down in the 70s and 80s. We're picking 50-51, and uh, well, you could reach down for Wiggins here who does fit our, our build. Why? When you have someone sitting there like uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, like, like you were saying, who is going to uh, approach a very similar amount of, um, of points, but is going to be able and, to get assists and um, the occasional three. And here's the only category, really, where I think Wiggins is definitely better. There's really only 
to I mean, well, he's gonna be a little bit better with his field goal percentage, right? He's gonna be a little bit better in blocks and he's gonna be a little bit better in rebounds. But seven assists or two. Oof. You know, I mean that's that's a big gap there. Uh plus we need threes and he's gonna probably average about half a three more game too, I think, Schroeder. So that's a big a big get. That's a nice little incremental gain there. Yep, I like where your head's at. I like where you're going. Um, we could do uh, – I think Dennis Schroeder has got to be one of our two picks here. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pencil him in. And with our last pick, which is the very next pick, we could still go in the same direction as we were thinking about. We could still go D'Angelo Russell. We could reach down for Robert Covington, even though, you know, Covington, do we really need the steals? Do we? Uh, he doesn't score a lot. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested in a, in a guy who will continue to score. So someone like Oladipo that you could probably play at the two or the three, depending on, on where he, uh, what that rotation looks like, or a D'Angelo Russell. Is there out of a, other than our old favorites? Is there anyone else you're looking at in the in this spot here? Um, not really. Um, I think that everybody else you kind of reaching a little bit too far down for a little bit further than I'd want to reach. Um. Another interesting guy, maybe, and, and maybe not the best fit for this team, but is probably a punt, maybe a punt free throw guy, is Ben Simmons. Um, Simmons is getting picked right around this area, and it all depends on what you think Simmons is this year. Um, a lot of people think Simmons is going to be a, a light version of Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Pretty uh, I think he could probably score. Um... Perfectly, perfectly fine. He's not. He's obviously not going to shoot threes. He's not going to shoot a ton. But uh, tonight, you know, in 25 minutes, he had eight rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Do we need to to layer in another Ricky Rubio and uh, ignore our points, or um, you know, is it okay just to go for a you know a guy who isn't going to average that much stuff? Um, like D'Angelo Russell or Victor Oladipo. And Oladipo kind of fits our punt free throw um, mold that we've been looking at. Um, yeah, I actually think Oladipo probably shoots a better free throw percentage than D'Angelo Russell this year. That's That might be crazy. I don't know if it is. Uh, Oladipo would be the number one guy I want, then probably D'Angelo Russell. Um, I just mentioned Ben Simmons just to say somebody different here. Um yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I like that thought process. I actually like Ben Simmons as someone. If, if we didn't ignore points as much as we did, I think I would actually be looking towards Ben Simmons to uh, to fill out the roster. Yeah, so I mean, it's just a different name. Um, Aaron Gordon might be, might be someone you would want to reach down for here because this is the the tricky part because you're not going to pick till seventy. The question and, uh, for me: a lot of guys are going to go about Aaron Gordon is what if Aaron Gordon is what Aaron Gordon has been every other year in his career? No, I'm not, I'm not on board with this, but see, here's the thing. He's He's always 22 years old. He just doesn't get the minutes. He's 22 years old. He's never played with the same coach more, uh, more than a season. And he's finally got the same coach that he had last year and they're going to play him at the four. I just don't want him as a top 50 pick. Now, does he have the upside to be a top 50 player? Sure. But I think you're baking out a lot of that upside. And it's just like taking anybody. You know, you want to reach down for anybody, right? Like, I mean, he is the 79th ADP. Like, I just don't want to reach down that far. 
and take out a lot of the upside that's baked into that pick, right? Like anybody sounds good, but if you want to pick Robert Covington and pick 30, well, I love Robert Covington, but that's not the best pick. I kind of think that's where we are right now with Aaron Gordon at pick 51 is like, it's just a little bit too high. I want him at like 60. If I can get him after well, this is, and this is my, this is my point is that you're at 51 and you're not picking until 70. And so if you really, if you really wanted someone like Aaron Gordon or Gary Harris, you're, you're risking the fact that he's not going to get picked for the next 20 picks, but, which he, but, I think both of those guys will. But my point is I have to be happy with that. I think because yeah, you have to want if, that guy. If I have him at 60 in my rankings, which is about where I have him, okay, I have 10 more guys still on my board. I have to, right, at least. Maybe I have more than that, right, because maybe someone reached down and picked somebody I didn't have up there. But I have 10 more guys on my board in front of Aaron Gordon at this point. So I don't want to reach all the way down for Aaron Gordon. Now, if I had Aaron Gordon ranked at 50, maybe I would, right, because I can – we can both say that Yahoo and ESPN and whoever's doing these ADPs and these drafts are wrong. But I'm telling you, I have Gordon at 60 on my board. So I don't definitely don't want Aaron Gordon here. And that's not to say that I don't like Aaron Gordon because I love Aaron Gordon. I hope to God that he finally gets over 30 minutes a game and they quit just jerking the chain. But it is Orlando. It's important to remember. Yeah, it's it's still Orlando. It's still a completely dysfunctional um, franchise, probably more dysfunctional than the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's not a value pick, but when you pick back to back, sometimes you have to choose go go with your heart over your head if you really want to go with with one of those picks. And I, I would agree at like this high of a pick, though, you got someone like Oladipo sitting on the board, someone who is probably going to be top fifty, if not higher, if he becomes kind of a, a kind of a breakout, reverts to his old ways in Indiana, Indianapolis. That's probably the that's the better pick, and I, I think that's the one we're going to go with. Uh, and, and here's the difference for me, right? Like, Gordon has shown flashes of being a top 50 player in his career, right? Like, he's played, like, little short bursts of where he's gotten the minutes and he's been a top 50 player, but he's never been super high. Oladipo has had spurts, like, after the All-Star break one year. I'm pretty sure it was, like, the 22nd best player. Was that last year when he was with the Magic? The, and, like, the, the, his final year with the Magic – Per game, those those last couple months, I think I, I think it was much higher than that. I think it was it was actually in the top ten. Okay, and see, so you see what I mean? Like, there's he's shown these little spurts, these little bursts of like, wow, he can really be really really special. That's the kind of upside I want at pick fifty, right? I I don't want the upside of uh, maybe he's like the fortieth best player, right? Like, I want to get a guy who may be a top thirty player, like I think Oladipo can be. And I think you're making a really good point about how um, uh, kind of the more uh, a better way of evaluating talent, right? Is that all right? Is the talent there? That's the obviously number one. Have you seen flashes from this guy? And what kind of flashes? How consistent are those flashes? How long do those flashes last? And and the the length of flashes from Aaron Gordon have been good, but the length of flashes for Oladipo have been have been longer and higher and then you got to go well what about playing time that's the most important question you should be asking what about their playing time and Oladipo is running the Pacers just he's running that team well like we said Orlando questionable franchise 
you got to feel that Oladipo's like absolute floor is what, like 32, 33 minutes? Like he's going to get that pretty much no matter what, I think, with that Pacers team. I think you could safely say that Aaron Gordon's floor is like 28 minutes, maybe even a little bit less because like that Orlando team just does some crazy stuff. I mean, they did it to Oladipo when he was there. Yeah, you're right. So, I, I mean, I guess there's just a safety in that. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. No, I'm uh, I'm in on I'm in on that synopsis. I think it's a good way of uh, looking at things. And then hopefully, uh, you know, Gary Harris and Aaron Gordon are down there at seventy, and you can pick them too. And then you could have a monster, pretty monster team here. Um, so yeah, we went uh, LeBron tenth uh, and Cousins eleven, and we went with Cousins over over Rudy Gobert because we can get someone who's, you know, almost as good as Rudy Gobert, uh, someone like Drummond or Jordan later in the draft instead of wasting a uh, the 11th pick on Rudy Gobert and, uh, and actually taking Cousins, who's uh, still ranked really well in a punt free throw type of strategy. And so because we went LeBron and Cousins, we punted free throws and went Ricky Rubio, who um, isn't hurting us too much because of the scoring that LeBron and Cousins are going to do this year. He boosts our assists. And just having a LeBron there with 25, 8, and 8, you know, that's already a monster, monster team. But Rubio's steals help a lot. Um, I went DeAndre Jordan for the blocks. And uh, Tyler went Andre Drummond because he just thinks he's a kind of an all-around better player, a little bit better points, a little bit better steals. And then uh, we went back, back-to-back picks, 50-51. And uh, took one of our old favorites, Dennis Schroeder, for his scoring, for his assists, and his three-pointers that he's going to be hitting. And uh, we went Victor Oladipo. And uh, we also, you know, talked about Ben uh, Ben Simmons as a possibility there if you didn't go Rubio. So in in the third round, if you went, like, Bradley Beal, if he fell to you there, or uh, Clay Thompson, if he fell to you there, because you you wanted to get all those the scoring and the threes, you know, maybe you go Ben Simmons there with your – uh, six round pick. Um, yeah, I, I I like I like the looks of this team. And I guess that's the point in picking on that turn, especially in the ten team league, is you're gonna you're gonna walk away with some players. I think you're pretty happy with, and even if you're playing in a draft where there's a lot of heady guys, right, and they're making good picks, I feel like in a ten team league you always walk away with a lot of players. You're feeling pretty good about. I mean, we talked about it right there in that sixth round, right? How many names did we list there of guys we felt pretty good about? Schroeder, Russell, Oladipo, Simmons. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of guys. So I think in the 10-team league, it's easy to like your team. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then things can get really interesting in the later rounds down in the in the 70s and the in the 90s when you could find – you know, random, random people down there that uh, might not have been picked, or you could take a flyer on someone like Willie Colley Stein or uh, Stephen Adams or Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and uh, you could have your, you could really make yourself an interesting team with this, um, with this foundation that you build in the first, uh, I guess, six rounds with LeBron James. So Le- LeBron James still a, a very good fancy pick if you don't make that top eight. Yeah, no, and and one of the guys, you know, you definitely got a target with Cousins and Wall and Chris Paul. And uh, let me put it this way: I I feel like in some years you're dreading that last having that last pick in a twelve team league because you're like, oh god, this is just such a drop off from the number one guys. Whereas this year, like, okay, I think there's kind of a first tier and a second tier, but like even at pick twelve, it's like, 
I'm still going to get a Chris Paul or a John Wall or a DeMarcus Cousins or a LeBron James or a Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, you just really feel good about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's usually kind of a, a death in the old, but this year I, I really don't think it is. And, and that's why, you know, you don't don't really start punting till your third and fourth rounds. And, uh, you know, some of the other, I guess, builds we've been looking at the bottom of the draft have been um, a DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall. That's always a good one because you, you could really punt your field goal and free throws at that point and have a great rebounder and a great assist guy. And then you could, you know, you could do a very similar draft that you did with LeBron and Cousins. Uh, you could go get Andre Jordan, Andre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, or, or Andre Drummond, or you could combine. Did you, you just know, make you a combined player? You could put them in a lab, combine their DNA, and draft Andre Jordan with your with your third round pick. He, I think he's going to be an, an excellent rebounder. That that guy. I just want to know if he's 14 foot tall. He is. He's not a combination of, of them. He is just the, uh, it's just DeAndre on Drummond's shoulders in a trap coat. <laughs> An extra, extra, extra large basketball jersey. That would be the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'd watch, I'd watch that game. That'd be, that'd be great. Um, another one, uh, combinations as we're talking about the end of the draft, uh, Jokic and Chris Paul. So, they have great percentages. They don't really uh, turn the ball over like some of these uh, other players do. And um, the the assists that you get from Jokic uh, complement Chris Paul so well that um, you know you're you're going to be killing people in assists, and you're still going to get those double digit rebounds from Jokic. That's a, that's also a pretty good build. Um, yeah, and there's a, another kind of really interesting one. I think you could look at with, with either those two, or maybe you even throw in a Draymond Green there in a in a deeper kind of league and you pump points. Um, punting points, I always find, is a strategy no one wants to do because the points number is the biggest one. But I, I think you can get yourself a nice little competitive advantage if you decide to pump points and focus on everything else. And Jokic and Chris Paul are like the perfect two guys to do with because they both shoot great percentages. So you can just load up everything else and just forget about points and be really, really solid there. Yeah, often people are pointing or punting field goals and, and then like another stat. Maybe it's assists, maybe it's steals. But punting points is kind of a, you know, zig when everybody else zags kind of strategy. And uh, when, if, you, if you can get Drummond or uh, later in the, in the draft, that'd be, I don't think you're going to get him at 30, but you could, you know, reach down for him with your next pick. So let's say you get the 10th pick in a 12-team league or even a 14-team league. All right, well, you take um, Jokic or um, Chris Paul, and then you, you turn around and end up picking DeAndre, and you're going to have monster steals and monster blocks from DeAndre. And uh, he's going to compliment you pretty well, as, uh, as, as really as good as anyone else can do. Um, another couple strategies people like to do is uh, like Chris Paul and John Wall, just like beef up your point guards to the highest extent. Or the reverse, which would be, I guess, Cousins and, and Jokic. Not one of my favorite strategies in the sense that I f- feel like it always forces you to reach for some players that you don't necessarily want to reach for. I always feel like when you draft two very, very similar players at like right back-to-back, 
it puts you in a position where you feel like, oh man, I need rebounds. Oh, then maybe I reach for rebounds in the next round and I reach for, I reach for two rebound guys. And then it's like, oh, well, what do I need now? Oh, I need more steals now. Then I'm reaching for steals guys I don't really want. And it's like, it just puts you in a position where it's like, you're always chasing something. And I don't like that feeling. I like to kind of have my balance can, can still adapt, right? We talked about this from the draft we did the other night, right? That we, we sometimes adapt our strategy as it goes on because just players are available that we like a lot better than some of the other players. And I feel like if you draft two similar guys, it's really hard to keep adapting your strategy because you're kind of locked into needing this. I need it now. Yeah. You know, if you, if you go guard guard and you know, there's a really good guard on the board who, who fell, you, you really don't need him. but are you going to say no? Uh, I mean, you, you kind of have to, if you really desperately need a center, and, they're, and you don't think you're going to get a center with your next pick. Um, I, I, I like that it, um, view that it does kind of handcuff you. And uh, I would kind of agree with you there. Uh, it does set you up really nice if you can if you can pull it off, right? But um, it does handcuff you to to force to reach down. And um, that's, kind of, that's, that's basically why we haven't really brought it up very much. It's not to say that you can't do it and that doesn't work, right? Any strategy works if, if you get somewhat lucky or you just really know what you're doing, right? Um, if you pick Gary Harris, if Gary Harris lasts to pick 90 and you get him there, yeah, okay, well, then you could probably pick anybody in the first two rounds and you've got a four-round four value on Gary Harris and you've got a four-round value on Dennis Schroeder because he fell to 65. Well, then, yeah, you're probably going to win the league regardless of who you picked at the beginning, but... yeah. I I always say this: you can you can lose your league in the first round, but you can never win the league in the, in, with your first pick. And I think that always applies. No matter who you pick in the first round, it's going to be good. But where uh, but where you win your league is in those mid ra- mid to late rounds, uh, getting deals on someone like Gary Harris. Or Nico Miritich, who suddenly becomes a top forty player because he's leading the Bulls to the playoffs in the in the eighth seed. Tyler, man, give me some of those drugs. Yeah, Nico Miritich and, and Justin Holiday, leading possible leading scorer of the Chicago Bulls. No way, Jerry and Grant. Oh, uh, Jerry and Grant is going to start, so we will see about that. So, I think that is it for our who do you draft? Uh, we are officially done with who do you draft and. Uh, we're going to start uh, looking at the preseason and uh, kind of reevaluating what uh, what we will learn between our team previews, which we've done a team preview for all 30 teams, and uh, kind of look at what we talked about in the previews and say, all right, what, what, what has changed? What, how has my mind changed by what I've seen in the preseason? Maybe some teams nothing's happened. Some teams um, you might say, oh, Alonzo Ball, he's going to be like the third best player in the league. You're, I, I don't think you're right about that. But um, and I don't know anybody who would say that. But I've got some real good Los Angeles Lakers hot takes on that. Oh, so if boy. if you are a Lakers fan, if you are a basketball fan, if you are a fantasy fan, you might want to tune in just for the Lakers hot takes alone. I got some hot takes on some other teams, but the Lakers are probably maybe my hottest take. Well, that I mean, that's a great plug. That is a great way to um, market for everyone to listen to the preseason podcast that we will be doing very soon. I assume a lot of you have drafts. We hope that the Who Do You Draft segments that we've been doing help you with your upcoming draft uh, leading in to this weekend and into the NBA season, which is just right around the corner. Very exciting. And if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, do us a favor. 
leave us a rating and review. It is the number one thing you can do to help continue this podcast, um, providing you the information you need. It helps us the most. Tell a friend, tell your league, post it on the internet. Um, I liked Tyler's idea the other day of, of stealing your parents' phone and downloading and subscribing and leaving a rating and review on their phone, even though they have no idea what podcasts are. Um, any other good ideas, Tyler, for promoting the, the podcast? Um, you could get a girlfriend, take her phone. Whoa, whoa. That's a, that's a steep ask, I think, for, first of all. Now, okay, here's what you do. Then you get her to get all her friends around, okay? You take all their phones. That's like, I mean, that could be like 20 people right there. It sounds like, this sounds like a, a criminal activity. It sounds like you're stealing people's phones, Tyler. Now you just say, hey, can I look at your phone a second? I've been thinking about getting one of those. Subscribe, oh. rate, review. Okay, here. I don't like it. It's not for me. Your phone sucks. Your phone sucks later, <laughs> chicks. That's, a, that's always a good move. <laughs> that's my strategy. I'm not right. sure how it's going to work. Um, if you if you end up employing this strategy, please tweet at us and tell us how it goes. I'm very interested in this story. Um, you can tweet at Tyler at Watsy4444. And you can tweet at me, Mike Katrin, at Watch the Boxes. Feel free to uh, send us any league questions or hilarious stories about how you uh, forced someone into subscribing to this podcast. Uh, we, we will read them on the air. That's a great promotion. <laughs> so anything else, Tyler? Anything you want to plug? No, that's it, man. I, I, I don't got anything. All right, cool. Um, that's it for tonight. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time.